All right, all right, everyone. Well, welcome to Married Life. It's so amazing to have you here today. Uh, my name's Tim Gillio. This is my beautiful wife, Rachel. Hello, everybody. I just wanted to let you know that I can see seats. So there's room for two couples here, one couple here, two or three couples up here, and a table up here. So if you're in the back, and come on you would up. like a seat, there is room for about seven couples still up front, so come on forward. Um, but we are so happy that you're here with us. Married life exists because we, as Res Life Church, believe that marriage, a healthy marriage, is going to transform families. And a healthy marriage that is on fire and has Jesus as Lord yeah. and lead in the homes is going to make disciples of our children and our grandchildren and our neighborhoods. So we come and we meet because we want to intentionally lay aside time to be sharpened and also to be used, either to receive, but then to be used. Because I can guarantee you there's a couple next to you that's been praying for something in their life, and we believe that the Holy Spirit leads us and that we can be used in every opportunity that we get. So we are here so that marriages can be set on fire for Jesus Christ, and that's why we exist. Come right? on. Well, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with building houses, but I, I have had the opportunity to build houses, and growing up, I shouldn't say build houses, I should say redo some houses. Uh, growing up, my dad was notorious for he would redo one room, and then the next year he would redo another room, and the next Well, one year we decided to redo our back room. It was kind of like the last of all the rooms that needed to be redone. And when we took the when we took the old parts off that we wanted to take off and we had to like redo the roof, but we realized the foundation was separating from the rest of the house. And I, I bring that up to say, how many of you guys know the house can't be strong unless the foundation's strong, right? And uh, if, you want, if you want a strong marriage, there's only one foundation that you can build a strong marriage on and that's the foundation of Jesus Christ. So what we want to do is before we go into doing all the other stuff that, that we believe will pour into a healthy marriage, we want to take a minute and recognize that Jesus is the foundation. And how we're going to do that today is we're going to, we're going to go into a song of worship where it's going to be uh, words up on the screen. It's a song uh, called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. And uh, this is just an opportunity for us to, to focus our hearts on who Jesus is, uh, to set aside maybe the busyness of, of the week or the busyness of the season or maybe like the, the, the ups and downs and stuff going on, this is a time to just say, Jesus, you're the reason that we're here to start. So um, I'm gonna encourage you, go ahead, stand up and I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna go into this worship song. And there's room for about seven couples up front just as yes, a, to yes. throw that out again because I see a lot of couples walking in the doors. Yep, so if you're just walking in, everyone just stood up and made it easy for you to come on up here. So, uh, but I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna go into this. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to draw and turn our hearts towards you. Jesus, right now we purposely set aside all the things of this earth, all the things of the week, and Jesus, we say you are the reason that we're here. You're the reason for it all, Jesus. It's all about you. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said...
Amen. All my words fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do but every song must end And you never do So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much
again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah, God put a seed in my heart today, and as we're just standing in this posture of worship, would you turn towards your husband or your wife and just grab their hands? Um, the Holy Spirit put a picture inside of me, and I'm kind of walking in trust and obedience and walking through this, so please um, <laughs> just hold on. Um, I just saw a picture of us holding the hand of our spouse and I have watched miracles happen in the last three days of my life when forgiveness and saying I'm sorry is brought into a scenario. And a scripture that was on my heart is Matthew 5.23 that says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, it says, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go and be reconciled to them and then come to me and offer your gift. And I know that if there can be a hundred things that happen or pile up through, in, through the day and through the weeks and the years. This might not even be apparent in your marriage right now, but maybe there's, we know when each other is walking through something and I have just seen the spirit of God working miracles when we allow our heart to be soft and we say, Jesus, how did you on the cross say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do? And I just ask God as we stand as husbands and wives hand in hand, I pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit that the bride, that your bride would walk in humility and day by day, moment by moment, be led by your spirit to just go mostly to our spouse and, and completely lay ourselves down to make anything made whole again. But that we would even as husband and wives be led by your spirit to bring forgiveness into our homes and completeness with our children, with our workplaces, with our neighbors. God, we want to be a bride that says who you are because we forgive and we take responsibility when we've done something to hurt or something to walk out a sin. And we want power, your Holy Spirit power on our marriage. So as we're here at the altar, as husband and wife, we commit to you, Holy Spirit, that you would soften our hearts and that we would be a united unit, something that the world cannot come against and divide. And we commit as husband and wives tonight that we are taking a stance to shield our homes, that we would be a home 
that says that we carry reconciliation because Jesus has redeemed us and made us new. And that we thank you that everything that we face, that we face it with the Holy Spirit. And when our hearts want to harden, that you give us a heart that is soft and that melts in your presence so that we can carry your image with boldness in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you hug your spouse for being with you tonight? As you get done with that hug, take as long as you need. You know, we'll just be patient. (laughs) We're good. This is marriage ministry. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, find a seat. Uh, Again, if you're in the back and you're looking for it, there are a couple more seats up front that are available, a couple scattered through the middle. But uh, I don't want to take too much time because I want to get to... uh, who we have sharing tonight, but I do want to I do want to give them honor because honor is due. This is a couple that has been instrumental in 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 several ministries around Res Life. Uh, the one that they get a chance to uh, kind of be the tip and and lead with right now is called our Grand Rapids Dream Center, which is a ministry that is downtown, and it's about being Jesus' hands and feet. I'm sure you could probably share this a lot better, uh, but it's about being Jesus' hands and feet to the people that are in those those blocks downtown, in those neighborhoods, and through that, it's getting the opportunity to share who Jesus is, and they've got testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony, I could go on for a long time, about God's faithfulness and what he's doing downtown, but what I want to do is I just want to welcome them up. Can you guys give a big hand for Greg and Leah? What amazing, just just hearing um, Pastor Tim and Rachel's heart, how amazing that they get to lead this, and um, just your prayer and your heart, um, setting just the stage of connection, how beautiful. I, I just, man, I was just sitting there staring and gazing in my husband's eyes, um, forgiving him. It's a funny story this weekend. He was supposed to caulk with me. We were in a fixer-upper. And he caught, he didn't caulk with me. I caulked. I caulked. Does has anybody ever caulked before? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah, I caulked for 25 hours by myself this weekend. And uh, so I said to him, I said, I forgive you for letting me caulk by myself. That sounds kind of cocked up to me, but <laughs> um, they don't get any more real than that. We want to get real. We want to have fun. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you how real marriage is for us. Prior to coming here, she comes up to me in the kitchen, and she goes, you're going to brush those teeth, right? Those things stink. <laughs> and then I had coffee, and she's like, you're going to brush and have coffee? Yeah. <laughs> just tell it like it is. Thank but you, Jesus, you. for our partners and just to yeah. love one another have a place to celebrate that and, and also share truth, too. And we're excited. We, we hope that tonight you'll get to know us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and out of that, there'll be some walkaways and, and some nuggets about uh, that will just minister to you. And so we share the joy, again, of being a part of this church. I think Tim pretty much reiterated that. We'll talk a little bit of a church background 
start out a little bit here. And so I grew up just as lost as they come. I did not know Jesus. There was not church culture, none of that. And, but I am from this area. I went to Granville High School. I'm an old bulldog. And that's kind of a little bit, too, where some of our paths intersected. And, you know, for me, I think my mom had us migrate here because of some of our broken background. And she was looking for something new. And that brought us to Granville. And Granville Middle School, I met somebody special. I didn't know it, though, at the time. And so I, I don't know. Let, let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah, so I um, grew up actually at Raz. Um, if anybody remembers the People's Church, does anybody, the old building? That's when we started attending. And um, so um, I grew up with amazing just roots of truth, and I'm super thankful for that. Um, I actually, at eight years old, um, I was baptized, but I had this incredible encounter with God supernaturally at my home. It's a really long story, and I don't, I don't want to get into it, but in that, I, um, I, when I had the encounter, I was actually filled with the Holy Spirit at eight years old, and um, I started having this reoccurring vision and dream that um, just... I. I really had it through high school, and it became just like, even now I can just picture it because it was so, so reoccurring to me. But I always saw a picture um, of uh, me, and I, there was a silhouette next to me, and I always knew it was my husband. I could never see like his, his, like what he looked like, but I knew it was my husband. And I saw people, but it was a diverse culture when I would see the people around me. And so, um, anyways, uh, I grew up, even though me and Rachel were talking beforehand, um, I went my own way some of the time. I really did grow up with such a heart for the Lord, and I'm so thankful for our church home, Raz Life, and Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie, just honor them um, of just their faithfulness, their commitment to one another, and, and the truth that, that has just been showered on so many of us as we've walked our, our paths in, in discipleship. So she was Leah Landstra, L, right, last name L. I was Greg Molchan. So in school back in the day with homeroom, I think they still try to do this today, where are you going to sit by? You're going to sit by the people with like the same last names close to you. So guess who I would see all the time starting in middle school? And then if we were in the same math class, guess who I was sitting by and talking to? Blockers. That was another good one. And I'll never forget kind of a little bit of an epiphany. I, don't, I wasn't putting the full package together, but I was like, man, this, this Leah, she's kind of cool. She's like a homegirl. Didn't quite see her as like a girlfriend or anything. Don't think I had a vision for marriage, certainly at that point. But I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I think I'm down. I'm down with this Leah. I, 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 you know, I like to hang out with her. She's awesome. But it was clear that, that the Lord was at work between us, and I started to get a, a tickle and an itch in my heart for God, and I, I just didn't know it, but there's this hunger that somehow deep inside I needed to know, and somehow I'm always ending up in proximity around her, and and yet God's like calling her to this next place, and, and our stories kind of collide together May 10th, 1999. 
Anybody want to guess what happened that night? I got saved. That's right. Pastor Tom, was that you? Did you answer that? I, I, did you Tom. answer that? We call Pastor Tom the Godfather. He is amazing. I heard his voice. Godfather, I heard your voice Tom from back there. there. Tom was there. Yeah. And, and so uh, I, I used to be scared of Res Life Church. Just the, holy, the things of the Holy Spirit were scary to me, but I knew God was calling. And it was a really obscure night because the, the war within me to, to go and how many times I played hooky and would just never go to church, but finally go. Well, this awesome, beautiful woman here, I love it too. Like, as you get to know us tonight, she is hardcore in a good way. Like, 25 hours caulking, she's not exaggerating. This girl works. My and, fingers were bloody. <laughs> and so she was working back then, steel case summer help, which was like a real big deal back then because a young youth kid getting summer help job, you were going to make some money. She was, and of course, you know, youth, they work nights. They don't get the good shifts. That night, out of the random, what'd your boss do? My supervisor, I, she said that I could go to church, and I was so excited, so I headed over to church, took a break and went to church, and it happened to be May 10. Oh, what's this guy here? Greg Mochon. I went to school with this guy. And the friend who was evangelizing me, and then the rest is history, right, for me. I get saved. She didn't catch the marriage vision that night, though. <laughs> Not yet. I was a little bit of a chase. Needless to say, fast forward, though, God started drawing our hearts, and we started to realize that some of the friendship that God had given us was going to be the foundation that we could actually build now, today, a 23-year marriage uh, in September 23, sorry, that for, for me, for us both, is a massive testimony and testament. The culture I came out of did not have relationships that went the distance. Marriage, marriage was destined to be divorced or relationships together were destined to be separated and divided. And so we saw that God was calling us together and we saw that we had a, a unique heart to catalyze together because God brings people together for his purpose and for his kingdom and to bring about a vision and something real special about this amazing woman of God here, too, if you got to know her personally, she's highly prophetic. Now, she won't tell you that, and which I love. It's just there's like this cool humility about it. And she would tell me this vision. I, I, I've seen a vision of these people being reached, so many diverse people. And I saw a silhouette next to me, and I know that that, was you, Greg, that, that was my husband. And me, very immature in the Lord and not knowing the prophetic, I just thought, whoa, I don't know. I don't know. But as I got to know her and the two started to become one, I just love how I've seen how the Holy Spirit will speak to her. And, and today, we'll tie, it, we'll tie it in more. Today, we're, we're walking in a manifestation of what that looks like as a married couple, but also as a family. Families are called to do kingdom and life together. And so um, God was clearly at work doing something within us. But there is a truth. We can, we can hear this so, so much. 
but like our ministries and our kingdom purpose, they flow out of the main ministry. And where's what's the main ministry? It's right in here, isn't it? It's this marriage. The, the, the married unit, the relationship with our husbands and wife, it's truly the overflow and, and God's ability to put his super on our natural and what he wants to do with us. And so we're excited to talk about a little more about, you know, what does that look like for Greg and Leo? Like, what have been some more ahas for us? A little more information, I think. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a beautiful family? <laughs> hey, yeah, go ahead. Hey, thanks. Thank you, Jesus. My kids are so cute. We're in a stage. Uh, I, was, I met a, a beautiful couple earlier tonight, and um, they'll be, you know, they're working their way towards 10 years. We're talking about the joy of different levels of marriage in here. There's marriage community. There's, there's marriages that are 50 years plus. There are marriages towards 10. And then there's marriages maybe like us working on 23, and we're inch our way towards 25. And we're with stages with some older kids. Our youngest is uh, going to be 13, singing his little heart out at the One Heart Conference this weekend. Go, Jesus. And, and, and so God has just done a lot of amazing things to celebrate. And before I continue to go, I, you, you, we both like to talk. I can keep going. Yeah. I, just, I, I didn't know if I was getting ahead of myself, if there was anything else you wanted to chime in while we're along the way. Okay, fantastic. And so uh, as you get to know Greg and Leah, what have been some of the cool dynamics for us that have helped us to stay binded together? And first, let's keep getting honest and real. We're both in leadership. Uh, the more backstory with the Grand Rapids Dream Center. Um, well, my story might get a little out of order tonight, but Dream Center is today right now, right? Uh, we're working on 10 years, too. Go God. Grand Rapids Dream Center, 10 years in the, the work inside the city. And, and so, um, the, you know, the, the, she's a powerful leader. And to work alongside of one another, iron sharpens iron, and we go click, clank. We were talking about that with that awesome couple earlier. Let's, can we be real about that? We're going to clash. Take a deep breath and go, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and... I believe there is a, there, that there's a reason for that. God wants a dynamicness. You know, in the marriage unit, God created this to reflect his reconciliation, to reflect all his redemption and all his qualities. Paul described that in Ephesians chapter 5, that that's what this is supposed to reflect. And so more than anywhere, those qualities will take place. And then, like, I felt a witness flag go up with Rachel the whole thing about I'm sorry, that word came to me too. The power of I'm sorry. You know, when you get first married, you're, you're a bunch of rookies, right? We're rookies. And we don't know what we're doing, and we make messes. And most of us, I mean, like, I mean, I know you came from, like... Very dysfunctional. Yeah, and Highly I... Highly dysfunctional. I came from, you know, my parents stayed married... Um, but came from just uh, no connection. Like there was just no connection and um, unhealthy communication. So here we come together and we're just, you know, doing what we've seen growing up, you know? And, um, and so most of us, I'm sure in this room, if we took a poll or we asked each ones that 
at each table, it would be really rare for someone to be like, I grew up in an ideal childhood. Like it was, it was pretty perfect. Um, yeah, but, uh, and so. I mean, she's spot on. We, you know, you, you take your dysfunction, you know, you bring it to the foot of the cross and then Jesus and the power of God and his love starts to restore. It starts to heal. And, and, but it, it's gotta, you, you gotta see and feel it in the day to day. And that happens in marriage. It's like the perfect opportunity. And so let me just stop with that moment and thought. If, if you feel like sometimes it's a struggle in your marriage, it's like, oh, my gosh, Greg's talking about iron sharpening iron. I'm in the test all the time. Well, that's going to be pretty normal when you live with somebody and you're binding your life and the two are becoming one. I'll never forget in the early years bringing our dysfunction in. You guys want to hear one that I got lucky on? <laughs> Greg can't take any credit for this. This wasn't in our notes, so I have no idea where he's going with that. <laughs> Fun, fun. I remember coming together, and you're so excited. You're married. Maybe there's some, some, some engaged couples in here, or you know, maybe some that have gone through strain in relationship. You're putting it back together, or you're just in the day-to-day -day marriage. you got a good marriage, but you know this stuff is real. We would get disconnection, little, small, or great. And one of the things that was normal from the relationship culture Leocene was it's just kind of like you just function away from that other person. And like, I'm young, innocent, and dumb, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, I just want to just hang out. And like, isn't it funny how an invisible wall can feel so thick and high? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, don't tell me the realm of the spirit's not real. And just dumb luck, I just would go to her so humble and I'd be like, <laughs> I, I don't know what I did, but I, I just want to be close to you. I am so sorry. Just that power of I'm sorry. And if it, whether I was owning 10% of the nonsense or mess, or I was the 95%er, which, you know, I'm the guy, you know, pray for me, fellas. Um, but it, it started this like revolution inside of us, and it, it was clearly the work of the Spirit because, like, we were getting good teaching from Dwayne, and, 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 but you just got to trust the seed of the God to bring it out when you need it. And she, she didn't see that growing up. Literally, there was not, I'm sorry, in culture or forgive me. And that's nothing against, like, listen, her family are great people. A lot of people are great people. That's just kind of what they grew up in, and they kind of didn't learn how to change. And so she would get mad at me. Like, why are you saying sorry to me? You, know, you remember well, that? I, yeah, in those early years, um, I remember thinking, why is he saying sorry? It's like my fault. Like, this is so weird. But I often say, like, he, God really used him almost to disciple me in a sense. And I know, I mean. I got Christ, lucky on that one, guys. Christ disciples us. The but, Holy Spirit. Um, but love me unconditionally. And, I mean, we didn't even make plans to go this way. So it's just funny that, like, this is. I mean, we're like going on a whole different rabbit trail, but so we're gonna just go with it and well, trust. If totally. it's connection, we got connection. Yeah, here. yeah, we do. It's like but, this wide of a subject. But I'm telling you what, you guys, the power of saying "I'm sorry" was so beautiful in in our marriage, in um, in bringing connection and breaking down my walls. It it just it changed like the course of our our family unit, our marriage. And then our children, creating that in our, mm. the culture and our children. 
um, where we just say we're sorry, we humble ourselves. And, and we're living it out, so it's walking the walk, right? Because it's not always pretty and clean, you know, as you do it. And you teach it, you try to talk the talk, you try to articulate the best you can, but we're, we're really, literally living it out. But I want to say, though, I want to give credit to Leah, too, in this, because she caught that, and it was ministering to her. And, you know, there is something special, though, in Ephesians chapter 5, when, when Paul talks about the roles, and oftentimes they're just so... People come with baggage, and they they get the wrong understanding of Ephesians 5, where the husband is the head of the family. And then let's just call out the word, okay, get tense. The wife submits. Sorry, kill me later. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. Like Jesus saying the husband being like him, like the head of the church, laying his life down. So, like, I'm responsible to God for modeling the most humility. That's not dominating. That's not, oh, you submit. <laughs> That's showing I will love and care for you and adorn for you and fight for you always. It's like my heart's getting all like messed up right now. And she wants to follow me. It's true. I will follow him anywhere. And in all honesty, full transparency here, that we, we got to have that with marriage because we all know this stuff's real. Um, you know, we've been in a season right now, it's a glorious season leadership, but I'd say she's been out doing me saying sorry first. I, you know, I've been a little bit of a boohoo at times, and then I'll kick it back in order and go, gosh, thank you, Jesus, like, because you know, it reciprocates. You know, sometimes we just go through stuff with the Holy Spirit's, you know, ministering to different people in different seasons, and then the spouse, you, you might trade and how you minister to one another. And, and, and so for us, that piece of connection, that's what allows us, and, and I want to be more honest too, um, you know, little disconnects can come in so many ways, and we just try to push ourselves to get into that place to talk about it, and, and, and this, this, is, this will take us into our next thing, trying to challenge ourselves to, uh, oh, goodness, there's the alarm, um, to try to get in the the place of communication where we can communicate healthy when there's disconnection so that I'm sorry reconciliation thing can hopefully get a little better each time. Or I always say I bat 50%. First time was like, oh, that communication kind of stunk. <laughs> oh, shoot, the mess got a little bigger. Then I go back, you know, with that humility. And then this is what I meant. I'm sorry you experienced me that way. I own that. And, and, and you are phenomenal at that. Definitely, I would give her credit to championing and ministering that at a higher level of lately at times in this season that we've been in. And, and, and so there's this beautiful thing happens when you can stay together. And we always say we're like in pieces when we're disconnected. I don't know if we're so used to being so close and like just talking, like, do you want to just put a plug what we try to do weekly when we like our time, what that looks like just real quick? Yeah. So one thing that has kept us really connected is um, we actually, and I know there's seasons for everybody, little kids, it looks different, um, but we just have always made um, set aside. We do prayer walks and for sure once a week. Um, but a lot of times once it has spring, I mean, it's, daily he'll we'll get home from work and we're we'll go around the block before dinner and just 
decompress and talk about the day and pray about the day. And it may be only 15 minutes, but it just connects us. And, um, and we do prayer drives. I, I, I always said my grandparents used to drive out in the country, and now I'm We know why that. now. We know why. <laughs> so we'll get a coffee, and we'll just go out in the country, and we'll drive, and we'll just dream. We'll pray. We'll connect, you know? And so, um, like I said, I know there's different seasons. When we had little kids, it was way different. Um, but we were in a neighborhood, so we would do cul-de-sacs, you know, like... We're, we're going here in the cul-de-sac. We'll check on you. We're in the other cul-de-sac, you know, type of thing. We, we would do it with our push stroller with the littler kids because they're kind of a little bit bound sometimes in that mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. twosie CD. Mm-hmm. You seatbelt them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, there's also mutual activities you can discover you like to do together. And uh, I'll be honest, too, about myself. I kind of would want to do more. I'm a physical guy. I love being active. So you hear us walking, right? We're active. We're physically active. But I would want to go off, and I want to run. I'm going to get my 10 miles in, and, and, and we, we need those individual things. But, like, I would see this awesome woman wanting to come together with me with things to share stuff. And, like, I just didn't get it for, like, at least the first 10 years. But as we've grown close, like, I've been able to try new things that she would do that I never thought I would do. Uh, we had a season of running together. I mean, look at me. Do guys my size run? That's crazy. But, but because of my heart opening, God gave me a heart, and we would run and talk together. We would share that together. And, and now, getting in our 40s, our bodies are more tender. I know, we're, we still got an edge in our 40-year-old. Maybe some of our 60s and 70s are going, hey, you're good in your 40s. Don't complain. We walk now. Running went to walking now. Already, I know. Pray for us. We can run some more till we're in our 60s or something. But that, you know, whatever the activity is, if you can try to discover and be open, open to sharing that, you know, real quick, again, we're going we're gonna to have to transition here. And um, I, oh, okay. I feel the spirit moving. Um, of course, with communication, Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we're going to wield that out of control at times, and we've all done it. And sometimes there's hurt and pain, uh, old messes that unfortunately we carry together as spouses. And, and that's where we want to, I, I hope we can pray tonight and join Rachel, what she was hearing in the Holy Spirit tonight, for just the power of the reconciliation of the Holy Spirit to just bring healing in that, Sometimes you can't articulate it, but the Holy Spirit can do it, and he can still move you to the next level. And um, the, the, the biggest thing is, though, is just saying, though, but I want to be connected. Shameless plug, too, um, just I have to throw this out here to kind of tie some of it together if, if people are inspired to get to the next level of closeness, connection, and communication is, is almost a linchpin of it. Um, Danny Silk, uh, he's out of Bethel. We might, we, I'm sure we got some Bethel heads around here. Um, they have revolutionized our family. Um, I feel like God put them on display to the world probably back in 05. It's like, well, what was this church Bethel? Wow, these guys got a healthy culture. Danny Silk's one of those guys, and uh, it's something that came into our marriage in the right way. The right thing came in. 
And in Dream Center and yeah, our culture and, of Dream and Center so with our volunteers and staff. Like our marriage culture is how we build culture because of like God teaching us how to communicate to one another and, and, and then making that a place to call home in our family and growing the family with Dream Center. But uh, Keeping Your Love On is the name of one of the resources. You know, if you ever, uh, lovingonpurpose.com is, uh, and I could promote that because that's not mine. So I'm not pointing you towards something, my own brand or something like that. But like, they're, and they're so fun and funny about it too. Like Bethel, they're just so like, there's the joy and the spirit there. But like, keeping your love on, you know, what happens when we feel disconnect, it's like the temptation for us is to turn our love off and then subtly punish our spouse. And then hopefully by telekinesis, oh, now I got distance, you'll meet my needs now. We all do it. Yeah. I still, I have to put this stuff into practice every day, every week still. And so like when we, f we feed on that and we stir that up and then we hear other married couples and Danny and all them talking and being real, it, it, it comforts us to know. And yeah, I'm talking about a couple L's, which means losses where I've failed. I want to be honest and real. I'm not the same person I was 23 years ago. And by far, you know, Pastor Doug Bergsma has always said, he calls marriage, uh, he's, he's uh, Rockford, it was Rockford Res, now City Church. He always says marriage is the great discipleship. And boy, I think he's right. But I am thankful for it because it's discipled me and uh, this great love, I, can't, I cannot be apart from this woman. She, she is amazing. And um, something just in my spirit, just and I, this is just kind of off the just cough, but, um, and the Holy Spirit helped me to just, I don't know if it's for someone here, but um, just talking about forgiveness and saying I'm sorry, um, sometimes in marriage, and this was such a pitfall at, pitfall at the beginning of our marriage, we can talk so extreme, like, you always do this, or, you know, like, like with accusation, um, and so this is just coming to my heart and we don't, we don't have this and I'm just going to say it. But one thing that Greg and I have really adopted in our marriage is because what does that do when you talk so extreme and like, just, you know, so like, like with accusation, you know, like you did this, it, it puts your defenses up, you know, you're almost like, Oh, like, you know, and or so you strike back with hard words, right? Right. Yeah. Like, Give me distance. Leave me alone. Yeah. And so, so one thing that. Greg and I have really adopted in just our language is saying, I know this may not be your heart, but this is how I'm experiencing you. And that has just been extremely helpful for us. You know, like, I mean, this weekend we said it. I'm like, I know it's not your heart, but this is how I'm experiencing you. And like, you know, and he's like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that, um, you know? And then there's connection, there's unity. And so I just, I don't know if there's in, in, you know, someone here that has dealt with that in your marriage and you almost have to like forgive each other for those hurts and wounds of just accusation and being extreme, but like do it different. Like, I mean, even coaching, I mean, mentoring and discipling other women and, and young girls. I mean, I have a young girl that called and, you know, she's adopting that language. This is how I'm experiencing you. Oh, you know? we were shepherding her through a pretty intense situation this week. And um, we're both coaching. But this disciple, this, she's now a young adult, 
says, Greg, I think I was experiencing you. And I went, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Shanila, I'm sorry if my heart came across wrong. Yeah. There's that so, I'm, I'm sorry thing again too, right? Yeah. It's like culture. Yeah. And so this is a good point, I believe, to pray. And um, sometimes these practical steps can be informational. But right now, I think just receiving an impartation from the Holy Spirit and just trusting the Holy Spirit to do the work. So, so don't leave here and getting on the, the performance hamster wheel, religious hamster wheel. Let's believe God. And as God does lead you and stir you to resources and stuff like that, maybe practical things, just just follow him and trust him to put it into practice in your life. And so let's pray. If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, If the Holy Spirit has given you something as we close this prayer, I'll start it out. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, that we could be here tonight as, as Leah and I joined together. And, um, God, the two shall become one. Thank you for that in here, God. Thank you for just the stories in here, God. And I thank you for the opportunity you've given us in the marriage unit to reflect your glory, your love, your restoration, your reconciliation, and what that means to have intimacy and connection. God, for those that have experienced hurt and pain, right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we want to pray for healing and restoration in the name of Jesus. From the forgiveness of the cross, that that would be felt right now from you, from the the love of the Father. But I pray too that it would also bring about just a freedom for married couples if there's just any little things that somebody's carrying or a big thing. It could start a road back to just connection and joy with one another because that's why everybody's in this room. You drew them together. They, they loved being with one another. And thank you for those, God, that, that the, they're operating out of these realms. They're going from glory to glory. We celebrate that, and we thank you, God, for impartation as they continue to build culture. They build ministry. They build disciples. And so, God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your ministry tonight. And, God, we love you, we believe you, and we plead the blood of Jesus over this tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, thank you. We went a little long. Pastor Tim, come on up. Thank you guys so much. Come on, give him a hand again. So as we're getting ready for tonight... I really felt like doing things a little different than normal. So in a few minutes, we're going to go into a time of table discussion. So I will say right now, if you're at a table that's only got a couple of you, like shift around, find a table. Like if you guys want to join us right there, that'd be awesome. Uh, And basically what I want to do is I want want you to answer a couple questions. I'm going to give them to you now. I'm going to share a couple things, and then you're going to get an opportunity at your tables to share. The two, the one, you can do either one of these questions. What's something that you heard tonight that has you thinking? Or the other question would be, what's something you heard tonight that you wish you would have heard a few years ago? You can define what a few years ago are. Um, as, uh, As Greg and Leah were sharing, I went through and I was just kind of making some notes of things that, 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 I heard that I was like, oh man, that was good. One thing, one thing you guys said was families are called to do kingdom together. And uh, I, thought that, I thought that was powerful, and that challenged me. 
Because I thought about, okay, what am I doing with my kids that's us doing kingdom together? What am I doing with my kids that's are us serving together? Oftentimes, it's my wife and I serving, and it might be them kind of being tagged along. But I want to show them what it means for us as a family. So I thought that was, thought that was powerful. You said marriage is the main ministry. And that's so true. Marriage is the main ministry. Uh, also, man, when you said mar- marriage reflects his redemption. I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. Um, Bishop T.D. Jakes says that marriage is the gymnasium that God gives us to work out our love in. You know, like you can sit there and think about that one for a minute. But I love that marriage reflects his redemption. You guys talked about a routine of connection. How awesome to, to, to figure out how you connect with your spouse and make that a routine that builds in. Actually, that's the way I wrote it in my notes. I think you guys said you were talking about like your walks. And I was like, they have a, they have a routine of connection. I love that. Um, and just the attitude of I want to be connected. And then one thing that I thought was really powerful, and I didn't get the exact verbiage, but you said, it might not be your intention, but I'm experiencing you this way. And uh, I thought that that's something, honestly, that's something that I wish I would have heard years and years ago is that, just that, just that little nugget of like, man, I wish, man, I, like this might not be your intention because so often, yeah, we do, we point fingers and go to the extreme like you're, you know, fill in the blanks. But this is what I want to do. I want you to go ahead, uh, turn into your tables, take a few minutes. I'm going to give you guys about 10 minutes to go ahead and have this conversation of what's something that you heard like kind of was uh, that's got you thinking or what's something that you heard that um, that you wish you would have heard years ago. I'll give you guys a few minutes and then I'll be back up. All right. I apologize. I have to interrupt your conversations. Come on. So this is what this is what I want to do to kind of wrap this all up. Um, I want everyone to real quick think about something that you're going to try to apply coming out of this. Um, we're talking a lot about the quick to say sorry at our table and sometimes how challenging that can be. But um, whatever your one thing is, I want you to think about it. And now I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you help us to bring application to this thing that we're going to choose to apply. Father, we give it to you. We ask you to be present in us, through us, in our marriages. Lord, we love you. We thank you for our spouse. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Come on. Well, I want to, uh, every, every month, we believe in having some way of pouring into us individually or us as a couple. One thing that, uh, that we like to do is we like to encourage and offer up opportunities for books. So every month, Pastor Dwayne, as a church, takes a book, and he says, this is our book of the month. This month, it's a book by Bill Johnson. It's called Open Heavens. Has anyone ever heard of Bill Johnson before? Probably several of you. Um, so is there anyone... Uh, first one I'm going to do, I got two copies of this. I'm going to give one uh, to two different couples. Is there anyone that has an anniversary super close to right now? Uh, what years? I got to think of what today's date is. You guys were a couple weeks ago, right? Was it last week? 22nd, and today's the first. So what's that, eight days? Six days, seven days, seven days, six days, seven days. Uh, how close are you guys? 
28th of February. Woo, anyone closer to 28th? All right. Here you go. I'm going to walk this all the way back here. That's so awesome. Come on. Here you go. 20, how many years? Uh, 12. 12 years. Come on, give them a hand. Woo! There you go. Uh, and then the next one, I'm going to say, who, who is, uh, it might even be you guys now that I think about it, but who, what's the youngest marriage in the room? It's not. I apologize because you guys are a year now. That's so crazy. I remember being a part of that. What's the youngest marriage in the room? How many months are you guys? Four months. Anyone less than four? We got three months. Three weeks. That's right. Come on. I was thinking three months, and I started to say that, and I'm like, no, wait, wait, because last time we were talking about, come on, here you go. Woo, give it up for them. Three weeks. All right, and with that, I'm going to hand it over to Nikki. She's got a few things to me. Oh, I'm going to mention some before you come up. I'm sorry, but I got to do, thank you. You know what I'm going to do. Where am I? Where, all, the, all the men in the house, come on. I want to let you guys know we've got a men's rally on the 25th of this month. It's going to be a breakfast right here. Uh, we, we're going to be serving some good food. We're going to have some good activities. We've got a guy named Polly Poncare coming in, and he's going to be sharing an incredible word. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, you can register. There's cards like this on the back. There's a QR code, more information, and register there. But you're not going to want to miss this. So guys, March 25th, doors open at 7 a.m. we got breakfast. Uh, we got... I don't want to label out too many of the things we're going to do, but uh, we got some cool activities we're going to be doing. And then, uh, and then Polly Poncare. So take one of these, all right? Cool. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Nikki. Awesome, awesome. Greg and Leah, thank you so much for coming and sharing tonight. That was incredible. I know that there were some awesome, awesome nuggets that were coming, that came out of your teaching tonight. I'm really looking forward to going back and re-listening to the message and actually absorbing all of it. I even set myself a task to find like three or four quotes that I can post on Facebook for you guys because there were so many good things. Before we head out tonight, I want to give you guys an opportunity to um, pour into married life through tithes, offerings. There will be a slide coming up on the screen. It's our traditional three different ways to give. If you have questions about any of those, you can always ask me. Um, resources. Greg and Leah also mentioned a couple of different resources as well as Open Heavens by Bill Johnson. Just so that you know, we do have a spot on our ministry page that lists all of our resources. So everything that we talk about each month is going to be posted on there. Um, loving on Purpose and Keep Your Love On is something that we talk about a lot. Um, Keep Your Love On is something that has revolutionized my family as well. We use a lot of that same language. Hey, I'm experiencing you this way. The most humbling experience is your nine-year-old coming up to you and saying, Mom, I'm experiencing you this way, and it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we grow out of that, which is super, super great. Next month, we have Pastor Ross and Allison Shear coming from... Um, Res Life Big Rapids, Ross, Pastor Ross has done a lot with some men's group ministries that take place up in Big Rapids retreat things. So if you haven't had an opportunity to hear them speak, I really come back next week. Next, not next week, next month, four weeks, because it's going to be really great. On your tables, you will see a couple of little square sheets of paper that have discussion topics. We are starting to plan ahead 
um, because I'm a planner. We have a panel that's going to be coming in May and we want to get some feedback from you about what you want to hear talked about during that discussion. There should be eight copies on each table, so if you don't have enough, let me know because I can find you some more. Um, what we'd like you to do is circle as many on there as what you'd like to hear about, and if there's something that's not listed on there, go ahead and write it on the back. I do have a little brown box in the back of the room at the welcome table where you can drop it in. You don't need to put names on it or anything, just circle what you're interested in and leave those behind. Tim already talked about men's rally, so I won't mention that. Oh, anyone that is a first-time couple, I would love to know who you are. Will you be brave and raise your hand for me? We have two, four, six, eight. How many more? I think I got everybody, 10, 12. So it looks like we got about six or seven new couples in the room. On your table, you will see a little QR code for update your anniversary. If you have a new anniversary that needs to be updated, Larry <laughs> and Marlene. Okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead and scan that code. That's gonna just give us an opportunity to celebrate with you. Um, one of the things that we love to do is celebrate marriage. So when your anniversary comes around, we love to have the opportunity to celebrate with you and just rejoice in another year of growing in marriage. With that, I don't think I forgot anything. And the next step is if you have little children, go ahead and grab them. If you don't, feel free to hang out and just continue in conversation, continue your discussion if you want to. It was great to see all of your beautiful faces, and we'll see you next month. <laughs>